Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the- you do it. Me. <laughs> hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Tares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm Ash. I'm MJ, and today we are unpacking the T I T H E, the tithe. I think what precipitated me wanting to talk about this, we had a conversation around this in our Bible study the other week, mm-hmm. and it helped me. It led me to think about like, man we've changed in how we've thought about tithing yeah first of all that you know it doesn't exist anymore and so we take some time to unpack that letting the horse run out of the gate yeah right off the bat well there you go guys but yeah here's here's our thoughts and discussion on tithing which is really touchy because everybody gets so squirmy when we talk about finances oh yeah and so there's a good one it's a spicy one it is a spicy one hope you guys enjoy so here's what I want to call this talk. Okay. This table talk. Okay. You don't have to tithe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think what? Then. What's that? Is that alrighty then? I think what? Uh, I think why I, I wanted to talk about this was because in my Bible study with the guys, we had a conversation. I won't go into exactly what precipitated the conversation because it'll out like the kind of conversations we're having. No. Sure. I won't go into the details, but essentially. We had a conversation around how the tithe was under the Mosaic law mm. and that we are no longer obliged to tithe and that it's nothing, n- not anything we are required to do. And so essentially a tithe was really just giving a, f- a tenth of your first fruits or the work, the fruit of your labor. Mm-hmm. And you were supposed to set it aside uh, once a year, I think. And and then there's also like an additional 10% if you read through the scripture in Deuteronomy where it talks about the tithe. Hmm. And I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that with you because we've kind of adapted our thoughts around tithing as well. And just wanted to unpack that with you. So am I right in, is that statement correct or is it incorrect? Right. And well, I think that the first question is, what is our responsibility today in light of that? Yeah. Right. So. Right. I think uh, in addition to that, too, is it's probably commonplace for the average Christian to think that you are supposed to tithe still. And maybe it's just something that you almost take for granted, like accept as common knowledge. Yeah. That you give to the church right 10% of what you earn yeah and that's how i've thought about it yeah until i think it's how a lot of churches operate yeah and the and the push within the church why is nobody talking about this i don't know i wonder why would you question something though that you've always done and known yeah you know what i mean unless you read about it in scripture yeah. or you know and yeah. started Asking yourself those questions of yeah. like, what are we bound to from Mosaic law right. or not? You know, so it's to the extent too that, again, back to the conversation I had with the guys in the Bible study, that in some churches you're supposed to report how much income you make, yeah, so that they know whether or not you're quote unquote tithing, and or, or definitely report 
like within I've seen it with like envelope systems so that it can yeah. be tied back to your name. A lot of times they'll say that's for like tax purposes, but also yeah. I think it can be for record like yeah. to see who is tithing within the church or not. Do you think it's wrong to report your tithe or your your let's just call it giving because tithing mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And do you think it's wrong to be able to take a tax deduction for your giving to the church yeah i don't know i don't know that's a tough question right i don't know the answer to it yeah i know that if you do give you should report it because it is a tax deduction but is it right i don't know yeah well these are questions that we're wrestling through yeah i think what we do today let's just talk about like unpacking how do we approach you know, what we consider, what we would consider a tithe or, or whatever. Yeah. What has the journey been for us? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us how it started, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know how it started, but I've always had a weird disdain for, it wasn't maybe, it's not so much a disdain as it was. It feels weird to feel like, okay, this is like this 10% that you're supposed to set aside and give. And then, and then what? And it, so it felt like it was a clear-cut formula, but there wasn't really any active role that I feel like I played hmm. in tithing. And so even in the times where I was doing it, it didn't seem like it was really, I don't know, it didn't feel like I was actively participating in what God has given me. Hmm. In the sense that like the 10% is God's. That's what you mean? Yeah. And the 90% that you have left is... Like, is I can do whatever I want with it. So yeah, along yeah. with that, it's almost... On top of that is also just that I... Like, okay, I give the 10%, but like what what's what happens to it? Mm, or... The purpose of it. What's the purpose of it? Why is it just 10%? It always just felt like, you know, you you do these things because you've always done them. Yeah. And it it wasn't until, I don't even know when did this happen for us, where we were like, how do we approach this in a way that we feel like we are more closely aligning with Mm -hmm. maybe how the Lord wants us to participate in showing grace or, or furthering the work of his, of the ministry in our giving. Yeah. I think because just to caveat (laughs) that, it is important to us that we do support our local church, right? And the ministries there. So it's not that we're saying, (laughs) 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 yeah, I think in this conversation, you know, it's, it's much less, Oh, we don't believe in tithing and much more. What an understanding that everything that we have belongs to the Lord. It's not just the 10%. And what are we giving it to? I think it's the bigger thing of being able yeah. to have, like you said, more of an active role in that where it's not just like, oh, I'm passively, quote unquote, doing my Christian duty yeah. as it relates to giving. Honestly, I think some of what has caused us to think about this is actually probably COVID. Yeah. More recently. And yeah. then even before that, just feeling like what are some of these elements that we have taken for granted or taken as just this is what we've always done yeah and having those types of approaches to life without really thinking through like the implications 
yeah or the motivations of your decision making can become really dangerous right well i think too you know when we throw on phrases like we want to be radically generous yeah right i think for us we were intentionally seeking and what does that actually practically mean for us yeah because i think it's more than just you know cutting the check for 10 percent yeah that is a very passive way of being generous in the sense that like i'm not actually doing anything with that money yeah but yet there are needs all around me am i like sensitive to see the needs of others around me yep my neighbors or my friends or family members or other people in ministry you know Mm -hmm. am i sensitive to see those needs yeah and willing to forego additional funds beyond the quote-unquote 10 percent like my money, what what we wouldn't consider like, my okay, money. yeah, that's the, the rest of the money, right. you know, my, quote unquote, my money. Am I willing to give of that to be generous? Yeah. Right. So what does generosity actually mean? Because this is just the, you know, re- what we would think of as required giving of the tithe. Yeah. Or what? Like, what is it? You yeah. know? Yeah. Another way that somebody described this, which I thought was super interesting because it probably describes how I thought of it was that paying your tithe is almost like your, your membership to the church Mm. and that it was just something that like you kind of did so that you can be part of the in group. And I'm like, that's how I've thought about it. Hmm. And if we do truly think that at the end of the day, everything belongs to the Lord and that it's very simplistic for us to narrow it down to, 10% 10% God's and the rest of it is for me to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Then how should we be thinking about it if that's not how we should be thinking about it? And I think that's one of the things looking back and like not even a super conscious journey that we've had mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, we've just little by little kind of reshaped the way we think about our own way of giving and how we want to be generous. And I think we've just seen that you and I much more prefer being able to, you know, while also giving to the church, in addition to that, being able to participate in meeting the needs of the people around us Mm -hmm. where we see like there's an actual need that we can meet. And what, you know, so there's like a 10% what you consider a label of tithe Mm -hmm. and, you know... (laughs) put us to prison if we say for saying this but like we don't give our tithe to the church in in its entirety Mm -hmm. but we see it as a way to be conscious in practicing how can we be generous and how can we extend god's grace yeah to other people in what we have consciously set aside as like the tithe right yeah yeah it's a Spicy. It's a spicy thing to, <laughs> to talk about, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's, you know, again, it's not that we're not giving at all to the local church. It, it, it's yeah. just, it's not in the, reco- you know, what, I don't know, like maybe in the way that yeah. maybe we would have grown up being taught what a tithe yeah. is, you know, it just, it looks different for us. Now. And another thing too, in my conversation with the guys was that, somebody one of the one of the 
people they've okay in our conversation a concept of anonymous giving has come up mm-hmm. and man i strongly prefer that yeah because there isn't all of that baggage associated with well you only gave x dollars and i know you make more than that mm. and like the whole idea of giving anonymously that removes all of that baggage associated with that which i absolutely love it's just it's so like tough for us to do that because it's so much easier to just give through the online thing yeah and like who has cash anymore right right so i like that idea because again it just makes it something where okay you're participating and you're giving well how do you know that you're giving well i give anonymously i'm not saying we do this but yeah i like the idea of it it's just for me i I think it's a tough thing to execute consistently yeah i think also jesus was pretty clear in the new testament that he wasn't about flashy religious showmanship yeah like when he talked about prayer and what that should look like Mm -hmm. he talked about you know not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing and how everything that we do as it relates to what we would call like kingdom work you know who is it about making a name for yourself or is it about making his name great right right and so who needs to know that that information like if god has told me to give no matter how much it is if it's ten thousand dollars or if it's ten dollars if he has told me to give that amount i need to be obedient Mm -hmm. to that you know Mm -hmm. and whether that's to a family in need Mm -hmm. whether that's to paying for somebody's meal who's i know they're just not in a great place and like i can just come alongside them in that financially and support them as their friend yeah or family members who are in need you know they're just why do we need to get the credit for that or be able to show like oh i did my here's the you know me checking off the box of my christianity and that's the key of what i like about how we are thinking about giving today is that we are taking a more active role in like okay god's given us all of this yeah he's given to us this like this income yeah and how can i actively look at needs around me yeah and meet them rather than being like oh i need to do my 10 percent, and i've done my duty yes and i the reason why i feel so strongly about that is because one version the first version requires you to be abiding yeah and seeking the Holy Spirit. Right. The second doesn't at all. Yep. I don't have to seek the Holy Spirit at all. I yep. could just cut a check for 10% and there's my duty. One is abiding and the other is outsourcing. Yeah. And we're leaving it up to whoever it is that's going to receive it to do with it which whatever they will. And yeah. man, the unfortunate thing is we have been in organizations where funds were misappropriated yeah, and, or it's just not been modeled well. yeah, and, yeah or it's just not been modeled well and so man we we're like really it, it does that thing too where we are able to see okay 
this is how we would want to see these funds allocated. Yeah. And, you know, whether it be meeting a need or supporting an organization Mm -hmm. or supporting missionaries and things like that. And it allows us to really just like take a more active role because the other pitfall of the 10% concept where you do that and then the rest of the 90 is mine mm-hmm. is that it puts you in a place where you are putting onto others the responsibility that the Lord has given you yes. to do. And that is a deep place. Yeah. I think we've done that in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Not just with tithe. I mean, that extends to a whole lot of other right. areas as well. The tithe is the more obvious visual representation of like this deeper outsourcing concept where I'm just going to have the church take care of whatever it is that's going to be kingdom work in my area. I'm just going to have the service be the mode for what evangelism needs to look like in my local area. Yeah. I'm going to have the kids church be the teaching that my children receive yeah i'm gonna have the pastor be the abiding of my family of my own family yeah yeah and the learning and so it renders you unable to do this on your own and i don't know if that's how we were supposed to live yeah and participate in the redemptive and restorative work of the gospel yeah in our local community yeah and so that's why for us, like we're, man, this is where we're at in our journey when it comes to the tithe Yeah, is that we have a deep conviction that this is how we ought to be thinking about it. And, and it's in this way that at the end of the day, everything is God's yep. and that we get to partake in like God loves to like give to his people graciously and lavish you know, his, his grace on lavishes his grace on them. And that the 10% is such, it's such a low bar. It's it's such an assault to like how you've been given grace in your lifetime that to limit your extent of thinking about generosity to just this 10, this, this one check per month or however you do it. It, it really flies in the face of what has actually been given to you. And so one step we're trying to take is, man, what are some actual needs that we see around us yeah. that we can use out of our quote unquote tithe or out of our, and I don't even want to use that anymore, like just out of what God's given us mm-hmm. to help meet the need around and like to help express God's grace to other people. Sometimes that's just a meal. Mm-hmm. sometimes this is just sitting at the table and having food. Yeah. And so that that's just been so much more helpful to me in like putting ourselves under these types of disciplines where we, rather than just putting it in the offering box, like let's, let's actually utilize some of what God has given us Yeah. to further his kingdom and push back on chaos, push back on darkness. Right. In something as simple as a meal. Yeah. And the New Testament model of church says, you know, they had needs and they met their needs. Yeah. Like they met 
and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. That's it, you know? Like, how are we making sure that we are not turning a blind eye to the needs around us that are so obvious, you know? And actually stepping in and choosing to be a part of meeting those needs, you know? Yeah, I, I think so. It's funny because we, I think we actually talked about that passage in when when I had that conversation with the guys mm-hmm. and that some of what probably precipitated that type of generosity was also the fact that there were a lot of people at that, like at, I guess this was Pentecost, where a lot of people like became believers. Yeah. And so there were like actual legit logistical needs where people got hungry yeah they needed to sell things to be able to and and they just were at such a time where they had to take radical measures to be able to sustain everybody that was there yeah and that it may not be actually prescriptive of what we should be doing in terms of you have to sell everything Right. You have to, you know, but yeah, that it still is. Their circumstance was different because they were being persecuted, you know, so right. their lives de- literally depended on that. Yeah. And, but and we're not living in, you know, under that kind of situation. I'm not saying situation. that. What I'm saying is that like, even though that that was maybe event specific, it mm-hmm. still doesn't preclude us yeah. from living a life that is filled with generosity. Right. From living a life that is well aware that at the end of the day, like it's up to God to wake you up in the morning that it's God's grace that gets yeah. you out of bed yeah that it's like his sustaining you yeah. that lets you be able to have a job yeah to be able to you know have the income in the first place and so it's a good picture of the fact that like these people were gracious to one another because they've been given this in this like extreme like this lavish amount of grace on them yeah and so i don't know love I, that's just where we're at with how we're thinking about this and maybe 10 years down the road i'd say this a lot with things that like are kind of spicy yeah that man you know this is where we're at in our journey yeah and if we are wrong in this yeah i hope we get corrected yeah i i've said this before but i always want to be humble enough to be corrected in my dead ended and erroneous ways of thinking, you know? And so, yeah, I think two other things that I thought would be good for us to talk about are, um, one thought I had was how sometimes we just make things so much more complicated than they need to be. Mm -hmm. As it relates to, I'm thinking of tithe and the, the system or the process of it. Right. And how like, it just doesn't need to be as complicated as we make it sometimes. Yeah. And I was going to say something like, you know, sometimes the systems keep us from the abiding. And then I was like, ooh, because I'm type A. So I got systems all around my life, you know. Yeah. But, you know, being wired that way, I can say it's easier for me to rely on my systems and my faith. Yeah. It's safer and um, it also feels like it costs me less. Yeah. And so when I think about that 
in a tithing sense, it's it's so much easier to be like, here's the, you know, 10%. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this is wrong for anybody. You know, I, I feel like I used to think this way. I've thought this way my whole life up to this, you know, point. But it really, I guess we've said this before, but it really can keep you from yeah. that daily abiding and yeah. really being able to look around in your life and see... Right people who have real needs and be able to just step into those places. Yeah. You know, and give and give. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's almost like we're making it too complex, but then also on the flip side, we're making it too simple that it's like, Oh, I did my 10%. As long as I do my 10%. Right. I'm in God's good graces. Right. If we take care of the 10%. Yeah. And that it does remove some of that sensitivity to what like God is trying to teach you. Yeah because you feel like you've checked off a box. Right. And so I can go about my week Monday through Saturday because I did my Sunday deed. Yeah. I dropped off some coin at the offering box. So I should be covered. Yeah. And it's this like very step through checklist. You know, it caters to like, Oh, I'm doing the things I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And like, but not really doing it at all because where's that money going and who's making those decisions and is there accountability surrounding that, you know? And so it's just like, it's a lack of ownership, honestly. And it's, that's exactly, it's more so than like what happens with the money. It's that you in thinking that you've given money feel like you've done the thinking. Yeah. Like that you've done the due diligence. Yeah. The due diligence is on you, bro. Yeah. To be thinking about how can we exercise generosity to the extent that the way that we live our life is indicative of the grace we've received. Yeah. So that when people see the way that we give, they can't help but think that, wow, these people want, like, they live their life in a way where they're well aware of what they've been given is a gift as well. Yeah. And to not hold on to it so tightly. Yeah. And so the pitfall of the tithe in the 10% traditional way is that because you've done that, you feel like you don't have to do anything else. Yeah. Yep. And so you mistake obedience or the checklist for abiding. Yeah. And it, it while it may bring about that type of like gratitude and like that might be the first step that you might need to take in terms of getting yourself in that discipline it really is at the end of the day so much more than just 10 yeah you have an ownership as a believer Mm -hmm. apart from whatever congregation you are a part of to be radically generous right yeah. And it's not just like an attachment to the body of believers that you're, you know, we can't yeah. just like ride on the co- coattails of like the generosity of the bigger church, right? Yeah. Like you have a responsibility as a believer to be generous in your individual life. And how are you doing that? Yeah. Is the question. And, and why? Well, because you've been shown radical generosity. Yeah. And like in the faith that you've, have and so yeah i i fully agree and and i think taking steps back to be able to think and have the more proactive conversations within your mind or with your within your family to be like how can we exercise and it doesn't you know 
radical generosity sounds so low it's like such a loaded term yeah but it really just means that we love because he first loved us yeah like that's that's what we really mean by that and that like in our finances we try to exercise means that express that type of love to others yeah yeah and honestly love when you first came to me with this and we were talking about this and wrestling with this and started changing like you know budget line items and like just thinking about this differently like we actually got excited to take ownership of it yeah. i feel yeah, like for sure i was like man i'm really excited about yeah being able to know exactly what i can give to like god reveals something it's like boom yeah. i can take ownership of that right like, i can be a part of yeah. like giving to that you know yeah my friend is in need i can do that my family members in need, I can do that. I want to support this ministry or these missionaries. Like we can do that. Yeah. We can take ownership of that, you know? Right. And it's just been so much more exciting. I feel like in my like spiritual life of being able to clearly just see what am I giving my money to, you mm-hmm. know, and have a clear answer of like why we are giving to that as yeah. well. And I think that goes back to the, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Yeah. And that at the end of the day, like you've probably, you know, we're placed in the circles that we're placed in to help participate in what the Lord is doing in that relationship, in that sphere of influence, in that area. And that, man, if there's, you know, it's a, who's the, who's the rapper, the philosopher, the great philosopher, Vanilla Ice. What's his real name? Is it? It's not Rip Van Winkle, is it? <laughs> Hold on. What's Vanilla Ice's real name? Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. Close. Close. <laughs> so in the uh, in the words of the great American philosopher, Robert Van Winkle, if there's a problem, <laughs> yo, yo, I'll, I'll solve, solve it. it. And that... Check out. <laughs> exactly. And really, that's like what we are trying to exercise is that if there's a need and we have a means to meet it, shoot, we'll meet it. Yeah. And that's like way more exciting than being like, oh, I'm going to make my money spend money on the offering books. <laughs> it's just like, okay. And the the thing is, love, I don't know. We might sound so... I know. Like we're against it. Absolutely not. If like you, if that's how the Lord is compelling you to support. Yes. Then you need to be. Then you absolutely a hundred percent need to be doing that. But I think we're just making the argument that all in all, there's a generosity piece that should be very evident in our life because we've been given that same type of radical generosity in the first place. Yeah. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with Tatares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table. <laughs>